please turn with me to the book of Luke. I I understand time is spent, um, and I would say well spent. Um, Not to say that it's far past 1130 where we usually start, but that it is, it was spent well. Um, That we spent it in worship of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The book of Luke, second chapter, the 20th verse. What I'm going to do is I'm just going to go ahead and read it. Normally, I would explain to you that Luke is in the New Testament. It's the third book in the New Testament. If you don't know where it is, look in the table of contents. You will find the book of Luke. Go to that page number. It is Matthew, Mark, and then Luke. In the New Testament section, you will find it there. And then once you go to Luke, go to the big number two. That is the chapter number, um, little number 20. Uh, That is the verse number. I will actually be coming from the 8th through the 20th verse. But again, in the interest of time, we are going to read verse 20. If you cannot find it by now, the words are printed on the screen. This is coming from the Christian Standard Bible version. You will find similar words printed in your text. The book of Luke, the second chapter. And the 20th verse reads as follows. It says, the shepherds return. Glorifying and praising God for all the things they had seen and heard, which were just as they had been told. I would like to come from the following subject, exactly as advertised, exactly as advertised. You know, when we're shopping for gifts, especially when we're shopping for somebody else, we want the gift to work exactly as advertised. If some of us are going to buy a 65-inch crystal, ultra-high-def TV. If some of y'all are, and if some of y'all are doing that, I need to speak with you right after the service, but if you are going to buy a TV, crystal, ultra-high-definition, with Netflix and Hulu included, you know that when you hook it up, it had better work exactly as advertised. And and, and I, I say that because as Christian marketers, didn't, didn't know if you knew this, but you are in the Christian marketing business. Our job is to advertise Jesus. That, that's literally what evangelism is. Is advertising Jesus. And we want to know how to do that the right way. How do we do it? And that's the question we're going to talk about. How should we advertise Jesus? How should we advertise him? And I think uh, a perfect example is how the angels advertise Jesus to the shepherds. 
the, the, the Bible uh, 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 leads in um, in verse 8, as we'll cover in a minute, said, um, talking about how the shepherds were out in the, in the region and, and they were watching over their flock. They were watching over the sheep. And that's what shepherds do. They watch over sheep. And uh, uh, this was their job. They were watching over them. And uh, I don't know if, I don't know about you, but, you know, when I think of me going to work at 7 in the morning, I, 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 in my head, I think I'm working until the end of my shift. I, I, I don't know how that works with y'all, but if you start work, you've got to end work, right? Uh, uh, most times, we would not start work and then plan on leaving to go visit a stranger's baby. But that's exactly what happened with the shepherds. They, they started work at their regular shift. And, and, you know, it was at night, so, you know, this is probably third shift. I don't know if y'all know about that third shift. But it was probably third shift. It was, they probably started work, I don't know, maybe around 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock at night. And they probably thought it was just another day and maybe they'll uh, check out in the morning or however it worked over there. But, but, but what it ended up being was they all ended up going to go see a stranger's baby. How in the world does that happen? And we know the story is that the angels intervened. The angels came and announced to the shepherds that Christ the Savior was born. And then the shepherds went. But again, the shepherds were at work. Now, I, you, uh, most of you know about my son, uh, Jason. And Felicia and I can tell you, as much as we love Jason, and as much as y'all love Jason, there weren't that many people that dropped work to come see him that night. If I could see, uh, I know Sister uh, Burleson is, is, is at work right now, but if I could ask her about Benjamin, who was also born this year, to my recollection, not everybody stopped work and went to go see Benjamin. You know, we have our sister Janaea in the back, and we just talked about how Nova came here. And, and Janaea, can you tell me, did, 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 did the whole world stop work and leave on the clock to come see Nova? It, it didn't happen to you? So, so this is strange. Why, why would the shepherds stop work and leave on the clock to go see a stranger's baby? And, and the reason I could tell you this is that there was some good advertising going on. So again, the question is, how should we advertise Jesus? How should we advertise Jesus? There's two points. There's two points. And if you, some of you are worried about uh, the time and, and when we're going to be done with, with church and I got some shopping to do, do not worry. You will be out in time. The Lord will bless you. But, but, but how, do we, how should we do this? How should we advertise Jesus? Point number one, there's two points. One is to make them focus on Jesus. 
Make them focus on Jesus. Verse 8, um, chapter 2, verse 8 says, In the same region, shepherds were staying out in the fields and keeping watch at night over their flock. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And get this, and they were terrified. Just a side note, you know, we think of these angels as these cute little winged creatures. But everybody that sees an angel in the glory of the Lord, with the glory of the Lord around them, they're always scared of it. Because <laughs> angels are, are humongous, scary creatures when you see them in the glory of the Lord. But, but they were terrified. The shepherds were terrified. Verse 10. But the angel said to them, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Why is this significant? Because the angels are coming as big old bad creatures. And the shepherds were shook. But before the angels could go ahead and communicate the message, they had to address the obvious, which is that the, the, uh, uh, the shepherds were afraid. And, and so, so what they had to do was first say, don't be afraid. Why am I saying this? Because as Christians, do you realize our presence might throw people off? Our presence might throw people off. I personally am a big black man. Do you realize that whenever I have to meet uh, 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 strangers, I have to keep that in mind, that I am a big black man. And so what I try to do is let people know that you ain't got to be scared of me. Because when you see, you know, the TV, you know, that's the first thing that comes up. You know, big black people are aggressive and play football. Hello. And, and that, that, that's what the, the image uh, is. And so I have to realize that as a big black man that I have to, I realize that my presence just by me showing up is going to throw people off. Just by me being a pastor throws people off. I cannot tell you how many people when they find out I'm a pastor, or especially if I'm a pastor, they speak to me so eloquently, so perfectly. Oh, pastors, greetings, pastor, in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I'm talking about actual introductions that people make to me like I'm somebody different. But because I'm a pastor, it's a little triggering to some people. Even at work, you know, I have a, a title at work. People treat me differently because I have a title. And, and maybe some of you uh, might have experienced the same thing, but the honest truth is that people assume. When they look at you, when they see you, people assume. We are Christians. People assume that you hate gay people. 
People assume that you are judgmental. People assume that you're bigoted. People assume that you don't know how to think. People assume these things just by the fact that you say that you are Christian. And why does that matter? Because when you start talking about Christ, they're not thinking about the message. They're thinking about you, the bigot. You, the, 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 the small-minded person. You, the hypocrite. As a church, St. John Baptist Church, when we go out in this community, we come to them as a church. The, 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 the black church that's on the corner, that, that, that's what people see. Hello? And we've got to understand that when we try to share the gospel of Jesus Christ and we're inviting people over, the image that people have in their head is it's the, it's the black church at the corner where everybody dresses up. People come with assumptions. And so what we've got to realize is that our presence might throw people off. So we've got to address that because we want them to focus on the message. We want them to focus on the message. Verse, um, verse 10. Uh, uh, once uh, the angel had said that don't be afraid, then he says, look, for look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Verse 11, today in the city of David, a savior was born for you who is the Messiah, the Lord. Verse 12, this will be the sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped tightly in cloth and lying in a manger. That was the message. The message was about Jesus Christ. The message was about the Messiah, the Christ that had come to earth. The message was that you shepherds are able to go and see uh, 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 the Lord himself. You, it, it, he's accessible. He's not in a palace. He's, he, he's not in a White House, but he's down the street if you want to go meet Jesus. That was the message. And again, the reason we're mentioning this is because you don't want them to miss a positive message because of negative emotions. The goal is to advertise Jesus exactly. We want Jesus to be advertised exactly. And even though we uh, uh, try to teach the, uh, uh, the gospel and, and preach the gospel and, and share the gospel, you, we've got to realize that some people will not listen to you because they're still stuck on the fact that you're older than them or younger than them or richer than them or poorer than them or have a better family than them or have a worse family than them. We've got to address that up front so that we can get people to focus on Jesus Christ, the one that really matters. But move on, move on, James, move on. Verse uh, uh, point two, uh, we talked about uh, how you have to uh, focus on Jesus, but point two, how else should we advertise Jesus is we ought to make a big deal of him. We've got to make a big deal of Jesus. You know, 
Look, I want you to look at how big of a deal the angels did this. Verse 13. Suddenly, there was a multitude of the heavenly hosts with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to people he favors. Now, we're talking about just one of these big beings. <laughs> Imagine hundreds and thousands of them in the air. I don't know. Again, Janae, you can, you can tell me, but I've never seen that happen at anybody's birth. I don't know, Janae, if, if there was angels in the air when Nova was born. I can tell you that there was no angels in the air when Jason was born. But this birth was different. And they wanted it to be different. And they made a big deal because Jesus was different. The angels made a big deal of the announcement. So look what happened. Verse 15. When the angels had left them and returned to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go straight to Bethlehem and see what has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. They didn't clock out. They didn't sign a, a slip. But verse 16 says they hurried off. Not even walked, not even waited until the end of the shift. They hurried off and found both Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. The angels made a big deal of Jesus, so the shepherds went. Now, my question to you is this. If the angels kind of went, you know, they just kind of toned it down, just in one person. Said, come by and say, hey, brother, what you doing tonight? Hey, um, somebody in the other town you might want to see. All right, brother. All right, brother. Y'all think that, y'all think, <laughs> y'all think they, they would have left their shift? Hey, sis, sister, sister mother, sister mother, it's good to see you. I, I, I heard of a a baby, and he, the Savior, you know, you might want to check him out. When you have time, when you have time. <laughs> y'all think, y'all think that's convincing? Would y'all go? But they made a, a big deal. So why am I saying this? Is because if the angels did not make a big deal of it, they probably would not have gone. What am I trying to say? What am I trying to say? Sometimes many people aren't interested because the presentation isn't interesting. I, I know y'all really not about to like this sermon now. Sometimes, church, we're too boring. Sometimes, church, it looks like we don't really care. We're here talking about Jesus the Christ and, and him coming to earth, but, but if you really want to get you excited, talk about the Lakers. 
That, 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 oh, oh, Lakers. That gets you excited, whether you love them or hate them. Oh, that'll get you in there. You know, talk, talk about the Rams. Uh, no matter how they're doing this season, that, that'll get you excited. You know, something I've learned, I've, 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 I've realized too, because I've been to so many funerals, we talk so good about people. Yes, I know I said so good. I know my English. We talk so good about people at their funerals. And the Lord got me to thinking, sometimes I wish I was half as good as their mama was. Sometimes I wish they saw me as a quarter of what their dad was. Because the way they talk about their brother or sister or, or whoever that passed away and how they were their everything and, and how they did this and that and, and how they helped out and all that, they talk so good about them. But when we at church, we can't even say two words for God in the presence of his people. And sometimes I wish, I, I understand when God talks about him being a jealous God, it's like, I wish they would talk about me like they talk about the Lakers. I wish they would talk about me like they talk about their husband or their wife. I wish they would talk about me like they talk about themselves. Because maybe if we put forth the effort, maybe if we actually uh, really, uh, truly thought about what the Lord has done for us, and if we can really, truly understand that, that, that he's the one that has sustained us and he has kept us and he, and he has guided us through dark and, 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 and treacherous valleys. If we realize that, we might get excited enough to tell people that Jesus Christ is Lord. We might get excited to tell people uh, how much uh, uh, he means to us. We might be more excited than, about Jesus than what we're about to do after this service. See, see, part of Jesus being uh, uh, advertised exactly uh, is, is that he is a big deal. So the real question is, is he a big deal to you? Unfortunately, I cannot answer that question. That has to be you and only you that answers that question. Is Jesus a big deal to you? Is he worth your energy? Is he worth your commitment? Is he worth uh, going the extra mile and, 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 and doing things that you never would have done for? Is he worth it? Is he worth telling people about? Is he worth giving praise to? Is he worth giving your life to? Is Jesus a big deal to you? Because I can tell you why the angels thought he was a big deal. Because he is, and he was, and he is, and he forever will be the son of the living God. These angels saw God in his glory. And they saw the son of God be born through the Virgin Mary. And they were there for, uh, to announce just how big of a deal that Jesus is. That he is the Messiah. He is the Lord. He is the one you've been looking for. All your problems, all your heartaches, all your troubles can be resolved in Jesus Christ. They can be resolved in this baby lying here in a feeding trough. 
they can be resolved in this baby because this baby would grow up and he would live for 33 years. And even though he would teach a lot of good things, he would do a lot of good things, he would heal people, uh, he, would, he, he would lift people up, he would comfort them, he would walk on water, he would make storms stop. Because he, even though he could do all of these things, he went on a cross and died for you and for me. He was born to die on a cross for your sins and my sins, sins that we committed sins that we're guilty for, sins that we should be going to hell for. But Jesus decided to make a way for you by taking the punishment that you deserve. But that's not even all of it because Jesus is such a big deal that death is not even the end of the story because he would be buried and he would be dead Friday night and he would be dead Saturday night but early Sunday morning, Jesus got up from the tomb. That means he was alive. That means that he was once dead and now alive. I'm not talking metaphors. I'm not talking similes. I'm not talking allegories or any other literary trick. Jesus was dead and now he is alive. And that anybody that trusts in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, they shall be saved from the penalty of their sins. They will be in communion with God. They will find that hope and that joy and that love and that peace that they wish they had this Christmas season. They will have their sorrows comforted. They will, they will have these things in Christ. That's why he's a big deal. Not just because of who he is, although just by itself he is because of, he's a big deal because of who he is, but also what he came to do. So let me wrap this sermon up. Uh, verse 17. Shepherd, talking about the shepherds, after seeing them, after seeing Mary and Joseph, they reported the message they were told about his child, or this child, excuse me. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary was treasuring up all these things in her heart and meditating on them. Verse 20, the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had seen and heard, which were just as they had been told. The angels were the ones that started off glorifying and praising God. But the story ended with the shepherds glorifying and praising God. And why did this happen? This happened because they saw Jesus exactly as advertised. You realize that if the shepherds got there and they were kind of like, meh, not what I thought, they wouldn't be going off glorifying and praising. But they saw Jesus, the baby Jesus, exactly as the angels had advertised. And they went off glorifying and praising God.
There's a scripture that says, taste and see that the Lord, he is good. Blessed is the man that trusts in him. If you come to Jesus, I mean the actual, real Jesus, and you see him for who he is, the Bible says that no one, um, for, for whoever has trusted him, will never be put to shame. They will never be disappointed. Those who have come to Jesus, and I don't know if there's who's in this room can agree with me, but if there, for those of us who have actually come to Jesus and tasted of his goodness, we know that he is exactly as advertised in here. So in the end, the key to effective evangelism is to advertise Jesus exactly. Advertise Jesus exactly. Most of you know me, just me personally. I'm not a hollerer, I'm not a screamer, I'm not all that. I'm, I'm extremely quiet. You know, I try to be as mellow as possible. But I have made, um, I want to make it a point with all of you and also, you know, I, I did that with God. I never want to be more excited about anything else than Jesus. I never want to be excited, more excited about a gift I'm going to get or something that's going to happen at work. Can I get even deeper? I can't even be more excited about my family than Jesus. I know not all of us agree with us, but I'm just talking Bible. I can't be more excited about uh, getting a raise than, than Jesus. I can't be more excited about, you know, my, uh, a good doctor's visit than, than Jesus. And I've asked the Lord, I said, like, I want, that's what I want to be. I want to fill me, teach me, hold me. I want to be that. I want to be all for you because what I'm not going to do is get in front of these people and talk about something I don't even care about. That's what I'm not going to do. Not, yeah, I'm on salary here. What a, I don't care. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to get in front of you and talk about how much you should love Jesus and how he's a deliverer and how he's a comforter, and he really not. I'm not going to get in front of you and talk about how uh, Jesus can, can hold you in the darkest times, how he can guide you, and, and that if you trust in God that you will get there. And, and I know he's lying, and I know I'm lying. I'm not going to do that. If I'm going to get here and, and be all wild and sweat in this suit and jump around, I'm going to tell you about something that I really care about, which is Jesus Christ. He is a big deal to me. He is a big deal to me. And for some of you, he is a big deal. For some of you, he is. So that's why, St. John, as we continue to progress, St. John, and grow in the grace of knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Our church model is to glorify God among the people. What? So that the people may glorify God. It's going to be hard for them to do that if we're not glorifying God. It's going to be hard for the people to get excited about a God we're not excited about. So my challenge to you is this. If you are not excited about God, ask yourself why. 
If he, if he don't get you moving, if, he, if he's not, I mean, you know the feeling. If he, if he doesn't have, if you're not getting that feeling, I, my request to you is that you pray to the Lord today and ask him, what do I need? How can you help me, Father? How can you help me get that feeling? How can I do this? Because I want to advertise you. Exactly. And I'm going to find, I'm going to end this, I'm going to end this right now. I'm going to end this right now. This is something that was very interesting that the Lord showed me. In this story, you realize Jesus didn't do anything, right? All Jesus did was be himself. You had some grown men at their job that left on the clock in the middle of the night to a stranger's house to look at a baby. And they said it was worth it. Changed their lives. Jesus didn't preach to them. He didn't heal them. He didn't give them more money. He was simply himself. And I challenge you today to seek Jesus for who he is. And the more you do that, the more you realize who you are dealing with, you'll realize that you'll be going away praising and glorifying God as well.